Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I have to make a quick correction. You're going to hear me throughout this episode say hard commodities, and I really, really, really am genuinely sorry about that. That is a total mix-up on my part, as um, I, I don't even know where my head was at when I did that. Uh, cattle is a soft commodity. Hard commodities are things that are extracted out of the ground, like uh, in mined, like gold and you know, copper and things like that. Do not know why I was having that issue and just continuously went down the line and saying that rather than re-record the whole episode, I just wanted to make that correction. Again, my genuine apologies. Uh, these are soft commodities. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Whew. Oh yeah, this one's about to be a bit longer and a more complex episode, but I am very excited for um, this thesis. Uh, this thesis is uh, hard commodities such as uh, pork bellies, lean hog, cattle, uh, grains, which are soys, corn, sunflowers, um, are going to likely increase about uh, 25 to 40% by the second quarter of 2023. Um, and I say the second quarter of 2023 because you, I'm going to need that holiday season to price in to what I am looking to uh, set these future trades up for. So again, the hypothesis is that consumable meat uh, will increase by about 25 to 40% with uh, grains and soys, in essence, which are feed for consumable, consumable meat, should also increase by another 30 to 60% on the long side. Uh, some may say that this might be pretty lofty. Tune into the episode, listen more, and you should see where I get my conclusion from. Uh, so, you know, hard commodities trade on the CBO and the CME, specifically the hard commodities that I'm speaking of are uh, lean hogs, pork bellies, cattle, uh, grain, sunflowers, corn, uh, not poultry. That is not traded. Uh, it's only seasonal items that are traded that can uh, market can be made in. and um, we are obviously having a lot of issues globally. Uh, it's to my opinion that food inflation obviously is here. People know that the food inflation is here, but I don't think they know exactly how aggressive this food inflation will be. Will be. We haven't gotten to the fall uh, time of slaughter pricing for uh, cattle and uh, consumable meat those prices have not been uh, baked into what things are going to cost. Yes, there is uh, some volatility in the commodities market where people are speculating on the long end, but I think that uh, people, I think that there's still room to make this money. I don't think it's being talked about enough. I think people are complaining about the inflation, but I don't think the inflation as a whole is being directly spoken about to such an extent that people um, are really covering it in detail. Uh, most people who are trading in the commodities market are usually just trading oil, long or short, uh, and gold and other metals. I'm saying that uh, going into these consumables will be far better, not only from the leverage standpoint, but from a, a clear perspective of where to go. You have a situation in gold and where, you know, it's losing its footing and you're being able to short oil, you're being able to short, even though I do think oil will skyrocket again to probably about a 140 or 160 handle, 140 easy, but a 160 handle for sure. I've covered that already, so I won't go into that again, but let's get into what's actually happening here. Uh, 
with uh, the hard consumables. So you have the oil prices increasing and the fact that oil and diesel specifically is increasing is going to be an issue for transporting uh, the slaughtered animals to, um, uh, to processing plants. Diesel is expected to be whew, easily, easily uh, somewhere around $9 nationally uh, if things keep going the way that they're going. I don't see that uh, the Biden administration can pass this uh, gas tax reprieve. Uh, we're probably, it's what is estimated is that you should get about a $9.50 to $10 diesel prices uh, sometime in the following uh, six to nine months. So I don't think that the Biden administration can get any sort of tax cuts by that time. Ohio farmers have been complaining that in 2020 to feed their livestock was $24 for roughly uh, weekly feed. This is for hogs. Uh, in 2021, that bill went up to $46. And in 20, sorry, yeah, and in 2022, it has now gone up to $96 for one weekly feeding of their livestock. That that is obviously going to get passed on to consumers, even though people are feeling like uh, oil companies, farmers are being greedy and taking their end of the money. It's just a cyclical thing. When it was the pandemic, these farmers couldn't even make a dollar. Now, can they make a dollar? Yes, but it is also harder for them to make that dollar because it's costing them more to buy the feed that does so, which was the other part I was speaking about, corn and grains and soy, uh, especially wheat. Ukraine um, well, not even the Ukraine, just the Black Sea as a whole, there is a 20 to 23% per the USDA, 20 to 23% deficit in how much corn, sunflower, soy, and grains have been planted this year. There's still demand. Human population is ever increasing. We haven't had a situation where people are not in demand of more food, and food is your uh, absolute non-discretionary. So your discretionary spending is now, sorry, your non-discretionary dollars are now stretched. So your discretionary spending is now limited. This is couples right back into the holiday season and the spending that goes on in the holiday season. I think this holiday season will be very, very weak. Consumer dollars are stretched. They are unhappy and they're making it known. Hence why you have the Biden administration talking about the Putin gas hike uh, or the Putin, uh, the Putin tax for gas, or whatever you would like to call it. Um, it's just a matter of fact that consumers are, are tapped out. They had some money before, but they don't have it uh, right now. And we are in a particular situation when you listen to the previous episodes, especially the one where I speak about the uh, 10 and a two year inversion. Uh, we're in a particular situation where individuals do not want to uh, continue to not only pay the high prices of their food, they have to find an alternative of what else to eat. If they can't afford beef, they're going to go to hog. If they can't afford hog, they're going to go to uh, poultry. And we have that particular scenario where it is happening in China, as China is a big, not only exporter of hog, but they also are a big consumer of hogs. They have had a situation where they have had uh, flu viruses going through their hogs, you know, making it so that there are less hogs to go around, then you're putting in sanctions um, and you have military issues from Russia to Ukraine. 
oof, you're going to get these prices spiking, right? Then on the cattle side, you have a bunch of dead cattle <laughs> that, um, you know, obviously not a funny situation, but you have a, a, a lot of dead cattle where um, there's been a, an abnormal heat wave coming through um, Kansas. And that heat wave has been problematic to just rearing, uh, you, you know, just rearing the Next uh, group of livestock is headed for slaughter in uh, the fall. However, um, it shouldn't deter that things get things. Sorry, not Kansas. No, Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, it is Kansas. It shouldn't deter the ability for food to get out there. It's just a matter of what's that spot price going to be. That spot price is so volatile at this very moment that you can't even lock in prices for diesel fuel. Diesel fuel cannot be locked in. So similar to how we trade commodities and we try to lock in a future price, though we choose not to take the deliverable. Farmers want the deliverable of diesel and oil and these kind of things, and they cannot even lock it in. Some some natural gas cannot be locked in because of uh, such volatile pricing. So, you know, we have a big issue there. Uh, if I didn't cover this one part, lean hogs and pork bellies, pork bellies are your... Uh, are your bacon, lean hogs, usually the other consumable parts of the pig. You know, those are things that you would obviously um, consume and want, and that's what people are doing. We also have a bottleneck in just the ability to easily move um, uh, uh, the slaughtered carcasses uh, due to truckers being paid less per mile to transport the items. You're having certain bankruptcies within uh, the logistics and transportation space. I don't think that's covered enough. Gasoline is only exasperating that particular situation, but not even gasoline, specifically diesel is exasperating that situation. Like very crazy. Again, the harvest is, uh, the, the harvest is down on grain and it's been down for months, um, causing that particular type of food shortage. If you look back into the uh, time of Ramadan where there wasn't enough wheat, there wasn't enough corn, there wasn't enough certain things, so people couldn't enjoy their um, religious meals that they would eat during those times. That has not slowed down. That does not only have to do with sanctions. It has also to do with the fact that you, you're in a war zone, you're in these particular times, and you cannot plant what you would normally plant. That is a huge, huge issue, right? So you would say that to yourself, well, what are some of the pricing that we're looking at to um, set it out there. If it were me, I'm looking at the current prices and adding a 20 to 25% premium, uh, playing cautiously going into the future and building my position longer. I have about, uh, about, uh, nine months, six to nine months to capitalize on this particular situation. I pay very close attention to the slot, to what's going on with, uh, the herds being slaughtered as the fall comes. I pay very close attention to what those prices are for the beef per pound when that finally does happen. There is a particular case scenario where uh, the, uh, these prices of these hard commodities don't pop up in that particular way because you have enough demand destruction. However, I don't think you can get that demand destruction in time. I don't think you can get a gas reprieve tax in time. I think these these costs bleed right over because you're already feeding these animals at this time. You're already buying these grains and these, um, uh, these supplemental foods, not, sorry, not supplemental food, but these foods at this time to feed these animals. You are already stuck into the pricing. Uh, food costs have increased um, well over 10% uh, just within the last few months. 
uh, fertilizer is up 40%, um, sorry, diesel is up 40%, 47%, uh, fertilizer is up more than 51%. Um, we just have a very, very challenging time ahead and hard, uh, consumable hard commodities are a viable play and I like them a lot. Uh, very specifically from the grain side, um, I want to make it very, 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 very clear. Uh, wheat is up, corn is up, soybeans is up, pork bellies are up, cattle is up, and I know that went into the meats. The estimation is that 25 to 30% is probably where we'll be in the first quarter. Um, and again, I go by what is reported, what is reported in the first quarter. That is why I'm setting these out for the second quarter uh, is where my strikes will be on all of these commodities I, because I'm looking for anywhere from 30 to 60% on the grains and uh, 25 to 40% on uh, the consumables of uh, meat. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully this one was worthwhile to you. I'm excited. This is one I'm most excited about. I think there's a lot of play here. There's a lot of leverage here because you can trade them on the CME and the SIBO. Uh, check out hard commodities. LA Echo out. Trade talk.